0: You're listening to Incorporating Superpowers with the voice of reason, risk mitigation expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Justin Reckla. Get ready to rip apart the veil as we dismantle old school business and prepare for what comes next. Business will never be the same. Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers Today we are talking about leadership. Leadership seems to be one of the big topics of 2023, folks. And I can't tell you this is this is one of those times where we we look forward, we look out into the world, and we realize that you know the rules that are in place for leaders don't always you know they, they don't always work out. It's it's we're we're looking out and we see that. You know, whether it be politics or work and the great resignation that ultimately what it's coming down to is, is that we're realizing as individuals that we deserve better in leadership. and uh, this is this is a, a theme it seems across the board. there's so many people that are talking about this and my guest today is is no different. He, he is uh, I love this. this is, my guest today is James, uh, Jim. Big Red, Wet Rich. Jim is, uh, you're going to really enjoy this conversation. He's written a book called Stifled, where good leaders go wrong. And the big thing that caught my attention here is one of the points that he makes in this book is the the fact of how to enact tangible steps to become a more self-aware leader. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun on this conversation. Jim, welcome to the show.
1: Justin, thank you so much. It's great to be with you and and your audience and your family. Uh, it's it's an
0: honor and a privilege. And thank you very much. Uh, this this is going to be a good good conversation, Jim. You, now, I mean, you've you've done a thing or two. You you've been in the healthcare industry for a while. You, you've worked with different leaders across the board. Uh, you've worked as an executive coach. You've worked with a variety of different leaders and so forth. And you've written this book called Stifled, where Good leaders go wrong. Why the book, Jim? I got to ask. Why the book? Yeah, Justin.
1: Thank you. I, um, I've I've had the privilege of of my forty years working uh, or having worked for some of the greatest leaders um, um, ever, and and um, they had a huge impact on me. Um, every one of the people I've worked for my entire career, except the first guy who was a manager in a grocery store all ended up becoming CEOs, presidents, uh, or officers, corporate officers in public or private companies. And I've just been really blessed. At the same time, I've seen a lot of leaders, been around a lot of leaders, been around a lot of people, a lot of managers um, uh, who uh, weren't so good and have made a lot of mistakes. And it's easy to make mistakes. And one of the things we're not doing very well, uh, Justin and I talk about it in the book, is training, right? Um, so many times we have a two-day, three-day, half-day, one-day, you know, <clears throat> how to become an effective leader training program. Jim's a new leader. We put him through the program and, you know, put a note in my HR file. and Jim's been trained to be a leader now and, cool. you know, go lead. And we just leave people out there um, without any kind of support or ongoing uh, mentoring or development, and uh, we also, Justin, don't do a good job of managing the managers, right? Who's managing the managers? Um, yeah. And and I talk a lot about this in, in the performance review process, right? Um, I get judged based on how well I did on my sales or how well I did on my expenses or how well I did on my budget but nobody's judging me or ranking me or rating me based on how I'm leading and, and what maybe the employee satisfaction scores are, how poorly I treat my people. Um, no one sits in on my staff meetings to see how I interact with my staff or goes out in the field with me to see customers. Maybe I'm a real SOB um, who just happens to hit my numbers. So there's just so many gaps, um, and and that's what motivated me to 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 write the book.
0: Oh, this is this is gonna be a lot of fun. I'm actually gonna stop us a little short before the break because there's so much to this that I want to dive into with you. That I want to make sure we we have uninterrupted uninterrupted time to continue talking about it because this. This one is going to be big, folks, because I have so many questions for Jim and the observations that he's made throughout the years. But, Jim, before we go on break, where where can people go find more information about you? Um,
1: Yeah, just uh, thank you, Justin. The the easiest place is to go to Jim uh, Wetrich, W-E-T-R-I-C-H, com. I've got information about the book and ways to get a hold of me there. I'm also very active on LinkedIn. Uh, James G. Wettridge, and uh, those are the two best places uh, for people
0: to go, Justin. Fantastic, folks. Go take a look at the copy, uh, get a copy of the book, Stifled. You're, you're going to want to dive into it because the stuff that we're going to just highlight and talk about here in the back end of this conversation, is it is so in depth that, that it, It has to be discussed. You have to start examining these things and looking at them for yourself if you wanna continue to be successful moving forward. Stay with us, we'll be right back. Hi everyone, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace, connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens, then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers. My guest today is Jim Wetrich. He's the author of a book called Stifled, Where Good Leaders Go Wrong. Before the break, Jim was setting up the, the conversation. You were setting it up for us as to like why you wrote the book because of all the things that you saw, the fact that the managers aren't being managed and nobody's stopping to ask, oh, is this person a good person? Are they managing themselves well? Or are they managing their relationships well? Or are they playing the boss card or uh, the the old ways of business, the old ways of leading the, the might is right ways no longer work. And we, we have to accept that because we, we, we November twenty twenty. What was it? November twenty twenty. We had four point three million people quit their jobs, and most of it was because they were tired of their bosses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, yep. because because they, because people could realize that you know what I, I can I could be miserable and and be making money at home, right, or collecting a check from the government at the time, and not have to deal with my boss's crap. And yep. that, that that's all up and down the ladder, no matter what level you're on, is that people are are we're in relationship with other people at the boss employee level. And we have to look at that and we have to look at how how are how are our managers, how are our leaders people right? How are how are they being as people? So so Jim, what what are some of the things that you're seeing that that still allows for that kind of leadership to exist?
1: Yeah, I think I think uh, there's there's some real obvious ones, Justin, and uh, and some more subtle ones. Um, I I still think um, we're not doing as good a job as we can in terms of providing feedback to people. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, training people, continuing to train and develop. Often, you know, when things get tough, the training budgets are one of the first things to go. Um, and we're just not investing in the continued growth and development uh, of of uh, our key individuals. Um, oh. Part of it, as uh, as you and I talked before before the interview, um, um, I've seen in a number of cases where uh, senior leaders have said, um, "If if you want to go from a sales position into a sales management position," as one example. In an organization that had almost a thousand salespeople in it you have to come to headquarters and do this job for two years right? yeah so you go from the field to headquarters out as a manager right uh, this is what you're gonna have to do this is the way you can get from managed from sales rep to manager a month later after delivering that message an opening came up in a market and guess what? They promoted the, the sales rep directly into a management position without going to headquarters for two years. Yeah, yeah. Where's the credibility now on that leader, right? What else are you going to tell me we're going to do? And then you're not going to follow it. The yep. key is, look, hey, Justin, uh, you and I have both been around a while, right? There's always exceptions, right? There's always exceptions. And just be transparent about that. This is the intended path. This is our preference. This is what we would like you to do. Go from rep, come to headquarters, go out. But you know what? We reserve the right to do it maybe some other way, but that's the general plan we're going to try to follow as opposed to this is what must happen. This is what will happen. These subtleties, these nuances really can derail a leader and his or her credibility.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And I think I think part of I mean, what, what I heard you just say there in in my own language that we use in our own vernacular here is, is that some of the ways that we led before don't necessarily allow for some of the nuanced differences that an individual going through a system might experience. And so it looks like favoritism. Yep. Um, and, yep. and, and, yep. and 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 that that creates a bad taste in people's mouth. Whereas Absolutely. we we we've got to create some more fluid systems that allow for people to advance and grow, but not creating that disdain between what what I like to refer to as the what what the what the good old boy system created. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. And you know, back to your question, Justin, there's still a lot of micromanaging going on. I I'm very active. Uh, as an executive coach and a mentor. Um, and there's still a lot of people I work with who were being micromanaged, who were being told what to do and how to do it and when to do it and what structure to follow. And, um, you know, the thing you learn as a manager at some point, hopefully, is when you give people that are working for you the degrees of freedom they want to do the work the way they can do it. I can tell you, Justin. In almost every situation, people who worked for me came back with work product that was wildly better uh, than anything I would have done or anything I would have instructed them to done to have done if I'd been much more directive. Right? Yeah. Um, people want to be creative. People want to do a good job. People want to use their skills and expertise but we're not letting them because we're being so bloody directive on this is how you have to do it.
0: Well, I agree. And and from what I've seen is that most of that type of behavior, that micromanagement behavior comes from a fear program that the hierarchy carries that's innate to the hierarchy, because if you're not doing your job, you're going to get fired. And that means that you have to make sure that everybody else is doing their job. So it doesn't allow for the fluid creativity of a team to cohere and build trust because nothing gets done unless the manager is micromanaging everything. Yep.
1: Yep. For sure. For sure. For sure.
0: Yeah. And I agree. I think, I think it kills an organization. It kills momentum. It kills creativity and uh, it creates division within, within an organization. As you
1: as you mentioned and alluded to earlier, right, people leave. Uh, people people generally don't leave companies, and and uh, when you get fed up uh, with with your boss and the way he or she manages people, you just vote with your feet and you you you, you move on because um, life is too short, and it's so important to have balance and have satisfaction in everything you do.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and people, and I think the pandemic showed that to people and realized that you know what, we're going to be okay. You know, we we're going to be fine. And I would rather have my peace of mind than have to go into a job that that I just I just dislike and can't create in and, and don't feel like I'm creatively doing something with it. I absolutely agree. I think that's exactly where we're going. So I'm I'm curious to hear what you, what you, what your insights are of what What are some of the things that people can be doing as leaders within their own organizations, as managers to, to break that mold, so to come into more self-awareness of who they are, what, what are some of the things that you're seeing to that, that really help companies and individuals that are, that are wanting to, break that mold and do something different? Yeah, a couple things, Justin. One
1: is, look, there's so many great tools out there now where uh, individuals, managers, leaders, uh, organizations can uh, get feedback to people, right? The 360-degree feedback, there's other ways to get feedback. But what you got to do is start, right? Start getting input from people. And a lot of these vehicles Allow for confidential feedback, so you often get, you know, things fairly, um, you know, unfiltered uh, from people who really want to give feedback. Some of them don't allow that; some do. But right, um, part of what we have to do is hold the mirror up and um, ask people, "Give me some feedback, right?" and and um, tell me what I can do to be better. And then, the most important part of that after you ask for it and get it is do something with it, right? I will use this information that you've given me to make these following improvements. I'm going to be intentional about it. Look, the other thing is, and it's gotten to be very mainstream and very well accepted, particularly in the US, find a coach, find a mentor, right? Why does every professional athlete have uh, somebody who's helping them get better? I forget which one of the mannings it was that still up until the point he retired, he got a coach uh, who helped him with his quarterback game separate from his team coach every yeah. week. Cause he figured if I improved just one percent, it could it could be huge, right? So yeah. if it we we have to continue to look for ways to grow and develop. And if the organization isn't providing it for you. There's ways to get that. And there's people out there that are trained, certified, and anxious and willing to help you um, in, in a wide variety, just in a various now, from sleep coaching to nutrition coaching to communication coaching, speech coaching, professional coaching. I mean, there's there's just tons of trained talent out there to help you with a lot of whatever your needs may be from a from a business productivity
0: standpoint. Yeah, I think what I think what we're seeing here, Jim, is really the the merging of the uh of the corporate world and the employee mindset with the personal development what's yep. in 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 best interest of us as a, as a collective coming into play and it really comes down to you know, the individual taking care of the individual so it can, so the individual can fit in and work with the collective, right? And if we're lacking yeah. in any way, we're only str- we're only as strong, an organization is only as strong as, as, as the weakest link. Absolutely. 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 Right?
1: Look, uh, you know, <clears throat> when do things get done, uh, Justin, right? When people want to do it, when it's in their power to do it, when there's a good chance that they'll be successful at doing it. When they can see the results at some point, right? I want to see the results of my work. And when they get support from others, right? So all those things are necessary. And as you just mentioned, the development and this merger, this concept of collective good. um, And and the other thing, Justin, and I I know uh, from stuff that I've seen on your website and the intentionality of a lot of the things you're doing, right? How I show up to work every day if I'm working for a company as opposed to working for myself, is an is, is driven by what's happening in my life, right? If my mom's sick or my dog's sick or my wife's sick or my kids are sick or I can't pay my mortgage or i am defaulted on my credit card, whatever it is, right? That impacts how I show up at work. So this whole notion of the whole person, Right, forty years ago when I started in corporate America, nobody cared about anything other than when you show up to work. Which you're mine. I own you, right? You do whatever I tell you to do. Now it's like, hey, what's going on in your life, and how can we help you with things that may impact how you show up at work? Which I think is absolutely marvelous.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's 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 you know the work that we do in the world, the the work that you're talking about in your book, the. It, it, it's one of those things that the world is ready for. The world is ready to know that the ways that we've done things don't have to be the way that we continue yep. to do things. Yep. And we don't have to be there. I say stifled. Yep. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> exactly. in, in, in the organizations that we choose to be a part of and contribute to. And, yep. and we can be more creative than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we could talk, For hours,
1: Justin, about all the pivots companies made of all different sizes during the pandemic to turn from car manufacturer to ventilator manufacturer, mask manufacturer, or whatever it was, in a matter of days, weeks, hours. Um, we've we've been so stimulated by the notion that we don't need these bureaucracies and give people tools and power to do stuff; they can get it done. And and, and it's been the stories that came out of it were absolutely beautiful
0: yeah yeah it, it is and it's it's it, it's the evolved leadership styles that are allowed to that, that that allow for the quick pivots that allow for the shifts that allow for the nuanced changes the details that allow an organization to evolve because if we just stay stuck in the whole might is right micromanagement type of mentality then all we get is more of the same absolutely absolutely yeah this is good stuff folks i can't tell you that these conversations are important if you're not having them within your own organization within your within your family within uh, the organizations that you volunteer with these conversations of of you know managing yourself the personal development the self-awareness piece the empathy piece with the leaders that we're that we're connecting with and wanting to create with if we're not having those it's 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 time these are the times to start looking at your own leadership styles your own parenting styles right and 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 sure. and changing how we do things Jim this as you look forward what 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 are some of the things that you see changing for or society as a whole, or business as a whole, um, in, in leadership moving forward. I
1: think um, there's going to be much more transparency. Um, I think we're, we're starting on that path, but we still have a lot of things we don't make public to our employees, to people in our organization, and I think I think there'll be continued push for transparency, um, we're still adapting to what is the work model, right? Uh, people like myself, even a couple of years ago, thought that office hap- work happens in the hallways and as a career office rat, I would have never imagined we can do what we did, but we did. And and how is that going to impact how we run our businesses? Clearly there's balance, Justin, right? You and I, uh, if I work for you, you and I will have a different relationship if I see you from time to time, face to face, right? Versus if we're 100% virtual. So I don't think it's always possible in every case to do everything forever, virtually. I think we build relationships by getting mano y mano, right? Getting face to face, uh, breaking bread, um, having a good time. And, and uh so there's gotta be some balance there, and we're still sorting out what that looks like. The thing that's really important, Justin, is we've lost non-transactional time, right? The time that you know we went to get a cup of coffee in the employee cafeteria or went out for lunch, or you know, went out for you know a beverage after work or played around to golf or did whatever we did, go fishing, go canoeing, whatever. Um And how do we in this new um, milieu, how do we build back in that non transactional time where, you know, you call me up and say, hey, Jim, uh, just, it's Justin, I, I'm I'm just calling I five minutes. I just want to know how you're doing. You know, how, how are things going? I'm not calling for work. I'm not calling as your boss. manager I'm just calling to check in see how you're doing so I think we're still sorting out some of those some of those things but I do think net net particularly with technology Justin things are going to get so much more exciting and so much more empowering and uh, it's just going to be a great time to to be involved in and growing and developing managers and leaders in in organizations
0: yeah I, I, I agree I agree and that's a a beautiful vision for for what comes forward and what comes next is is remembering that to slow down to connect right not connect from boss to employee or employee to boss but to connect with the human being on the other end of the uh, the other end of the conversation
1: yeah yeah beautiful
0: yeah absolutely love it jim one more time Where can people go find more information about you?
1: Yeah, thank you, Justin. Jim Wetrich, W E T R I C H, JimWetrich.com. And I'm also
0: uh, James G Wetrich on LinkedIn. Fantastic, folks. Go take a look at Jim's book. Pick up a copy for yourself. Start taking a look at these conversations for yourself and your own organization, your own leadership style, because it matters. People are hungry for it, they're ready for it, and the world is ready for it. And until next time, Go out there, incorporate your own superpowers so you can change the world. Take care. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.